And I will worship you with all of my strength. I will worship you with all of my might. You are my Lord. Oh, you are my Lord. Oh, Lord. You are my Lord. Pastor, can we let it go? I will worship you. Mm. Can we let it go, Pastor? It's in your hands, Bishop. Yes, yes. With all of my strength. Hallelujah. That's on our, our mazooka. And I will worship you with all of my might. And I will worship you with all of my strength. You are my Lord, you are my Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And I will love the Lord my God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my strength. And while they say they will write it on the doorpost of their home, I write it on the doorpost of my heart house. I will love the Lord. I will love the Lord. I will, I will, I will. More love, more power. More of you in my life. What was lost in battle? What was taken unlawful, where the enemy had planted his seed, and where your health is ailing and your strength is failing, God will restore to you all of this and more god will restore god will restore god will restore to you all of this and more god will restore god will God will restore to you all of this and more. What was lost in battle? What was taken unlawful? 
where the enemy had planted his seed and where your health is ailing and your strength is failing god will restore to you all of this and more let's pray together father Thank you for us coming together. Thank you for tabernacling here with us. Thank you for the word going forth with power and majesty to represent you. It's got to reflect you, Lord. It's got to sound like it came from you. So it's got to reverberate in the hearts of your people. I have an expectation of hallelujah. I have an expectation of glory. I have an expectation of the people of God at Agape tonight, lifting their hands and saying, thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank you for giving us that expectation. For you know the thoughts that you think toward us. Thoughts of good, not of evil. You got and expect it in for us, even in this service. And I'm looking for it, expecting it, waiting on it. Uh -huh, I'm part of it. And I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. This evening, I want to speak to you from the word restoration. And so I'm going to shorten a little bit and say, restore. The word is restore. And if you come to Psalm 23 in our, which by the way, when I do give you the word for agape, little slip of the prayer language, I just want to lift him up and glorify his name. Hallelujah. See, I don't know. You know that song, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. Ha. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. Hey, glory. And I don't know like you know what he's done for you. Well, some of you I do because see, some of y'all was laying flat on your back, but God raised you up. Some of you were in such a dark place that I was praying and crying and crying and praying and didn't know how it was going to turn out. But I had faith to believe God. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, my father, for raising all of us up. Hallelujah. Looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs. We were scared to try things. We didn't know how we were going to make it. Look, we all carry away. God, I haven't gotten over what you've done for the Fagans last year, let alone what you're doing now. Matter of fact, I haven't gotten over what you did for the faith, for the, the Dixons, when you moved them over there on Columbia Avenue. I haven't forgotten what you've done. Oh, my God, my God, my God. I believe we were going to Psalm 23. Some people just get carried away. Psalm 23, and the word is restore. The word for agape this year is restore. I'm going to preach a message from that. The word for agape this year is restore. I hope you can handle it. The word for agape this year is restore. Oh, but you don't know what he means. But when I get done, you will. And it's specific because there's two parts to this thing. There's the word to the church in general. Then there's going to be a word to you inside of yourself personally. That's why you might need a paper and pencil because God's going to speak to you about some things when I get finished breaking this down the way the Holy Ghost wants it broken down. We are going to be in the Psalm, Psalm 23, Psalm 51. We are going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3 and chapter 4. We may And we may just touch a little tiny bit down in 11 as a takeoff from our Christmas 
uh, old-fashioned Christmas message about the sign because I mentioned Hebrews 11, 6. So we, we, we're going to be in a couple places. Just so, hallelujah to the Lamb, I say glory. Did you hear me say glory to the Lord? Okay. I forgot to say might be a little crying in my prayer. Thank you, Lord, for tears of joy, tears of relief, tears of release. I don't think I put release down there for a definition of restore. But anyway, Psalm 23 in the NIV, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. We know in the King James, it says I shall not want. In the ESV, it says I shall not want. Uh, the LSB says I shall not be in one. But in our version, it says I, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. I'm not going to preach on how the shepherd takes care of the sheep in a particular way because how sheep need to be cared for. And the shepherd was drawing an example from what happens with actual sheep to how the Lord deals with us. So let me say something else about what I'm going to share. And that is I will be doing some things in the natural to help us understand the spiritual principle because God wants to do some things in the spirit that the natural example will help us to understand the truth the truth that God is trying to reveal to us. Can I get an amen on that? And that can just be a little hand in the air. I can amen. get an amen. I know amen. that I can. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the light path, the right path, excuse me, for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I think I'm just going to be preaching this 23rd Psalm to you in light of the scripture that we're going to have, that the word for this year is restore. If you look at the fact that that word where he says, I will restore you, think about this. Think about words for restore. I want to give you, let's go over some definition, some synonyms, I guess I should say. When when we talk about restore, there's that the ain't working on antiques or anything, but restore, refresh, refurbish, return, repair, revive, renew. All of those are words that fit in with that terminology, restore. And uh in 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 this scripture in Psalm 23 where he says, now what's the verse where he says I did not say it. I think I did say the word refresh, didn't I? Because instead of saying he restores my soul in verse three, he says, he. it says here, he refreshes my soul. Have you ever been working on your computer and it needed to refresh? <laughs> and it's like something goes all the way through all your material. Pastor, you got to help me. It goes all the way through your data that you're working on. You see a little wavy line or something and the computer tells you it's it's refreshing what you're working on, why you, you, especially if you're doing a long paper, the computer will have to refresh itself. Now, nothing seems like it's changing, but see, something is going on in the background that has to do with the data and the term that causes it to be able to continue to function while you're taking so long working on it. Would that be right, Pastor? All right, he's nodding. I'm, I'm good. So that, that's like a refreshing but what I thought was interesting, if you look at verse three, the entire psalm can be can be covered in the various synonyms of restore or refresh. For example, if you if you have need, it says here, 
you won't have a need. So whatever you need to be repaid to you or given to you, because sometimes something needs to be returned to you or however it needs to be, here you are, I lack nothing. If you're tired and you need to rest, when you need to rest, he leads you, yes, he leads you beside the quiet waters, but what does rest do for you? Doesn't it restore your strength? Doesn't it restore you to get you back at, at it again? So he restores you when he let, lets you lay down. But here he's kind of specific because he also will give you something that restores the inner man. You know, the beauty of music. You know, when your spirit's down, your human spirit needs something sometime. And the word of God says he will refresh that. I have a, I have a little answer for how he does it. And so... He guides me along the paths of righteousness for my namesake. And I want to talk to you. Death is it's the death of a dream, death of a promise, death of a hope, in addition to literal death. But we always think we're going down because somebody died. But some, let me tell you something. When your dreams die, when somebody you've been loving, trusting, and caring for all your life, and they turn out not to be who you thought they were, and that dies. When what you thought you could hold on to forever in relationships and you have to let them go, that dies. And he says, when you walk through it, you know what, what Isaiah said, when you pass through the valley, when you pass through the water, when you pass through the flood, Isaiah 43, 1, he said, I'll be with you. So he promises he's going to be with you. If that's not restoration, walking through a dark place is enough to make you give up. And what he's saying is the dark place won't overtake you, won't overcome you because I'll be with you. So then the shepherd goes on and say, see, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let me tell you, because that staff lets me see that you're in charge. You up front, you're carrying me. That rod means when the enemy come and when the and when that one that comes like a roaring lion seeking to devour me, or when something would come and try to eat up the sheep, see the, the, the shepherd had something for him. He had a rod, he was gonna whack it. Mm, you talk about whack-a-mole, he was gonna wrap something. And when you're going through a difficult time, you are anxious, you are nervous, you are stressed, and it says he'll comfort you. And the table, the preparing of the table, I'll tell you a little something, something about that. Think about your environmental science and um, the fact that there are aspects of land that's called table land. You know, the, 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 uh, the, the way the land is laid out, you know, it's like there's a table. We also talk about plates when we talk about the faults, you know, when we have earthquakes and things like that. So in land, just in land, it's like a table. It's, it's also like a meadow, a, 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 a table. And then there's a literal table where you sit down and people sit down and eat. And what happens is, oh, the, the predators may be around you. The enemies may be around you. What they call them, the haters may be all around you. But God has you, God will have you, the shepherd, right in front of them. The shepherd will make it very clear, I'm taking care of you. I got you. Oh, I know. I feel you. I feel you. And of course, I've told you about how he anoints the head with oil so that when the when the sheep go down to to eat and snake is in the grass before it grab, the, the, the snake might come up to bite the head of the little sheep and it would slide off because of the oil that's there. Then um, it says my cup overflows. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you a little something else. I'm going to remind you about that anointing oil because you need to know you immerse agape because the shepherd would take the head of the 
of the um, lamb or the sheep and have to put it down in an amount of oil because there's a fly that is a predator that will go up the nose of the sheep and drive them crazy. But when the shepherd would put just general taking care of the sheep, but when the shepherd would put his head, the lamb or the used head down in the water, in the oil and shake that oil, that oil would cause that little tiny fly that would go up in the brain and drive that sheep crazy, would make it slide right out. I need you to understand what the anointing is here to do for you. It is your healing. It's your strength. It's your joy. It's your peace. You have an anointing. You know you have an anointing. You know what God has called you to do. I'm going to just say it. This is Bishop saying it. The Lord didn't say this. Stop backing up and stop being scared. Go ahead. Because you all know you have an anointing. Come on now. You know what you were before and what you are now. You know what you can do now that you couldn't do before. You know what happens when you get ready to get a testimony. You know that thing that comes over you when you get ready to curse somebody out and you get quiet. Come on now. The anointing says, uh-uh, destroy that yoke of sin off of you. All right, all right, Bishop, come on, keep moving. And so the beauty song is, as he restores you, you he restores your sense of confidence and comfort about your end times, the end of your life. What does the psalmist say in writing this? Surely your goodness and love, or we say mercy, will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I'm just going to borrow, I didn't tell you the scripture from 1 Corinthians, but I'm going to borrow from Brother Paul where he says, but this corruptible shall put on incorruption and this mortal shall put on immortality. And he talks about us having a building not made by man and a building not made by hands forever settled in the heavens. Jesus said, "My," he said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. See, you don't have to worry because goodness and love or mercy shall follow you, be with you, behind you, before you, all around you, all the days of your life. And when you're done here, you're going home there. Restore. Mm, mm. restore if you have something in your life that needs to be restored let's take advantage of that opportunity right now God gave us a word tonight he said restore right here Psalm 23 a very familiar very wonderful portion of scripture restore I want you to let go of the pain of it and ask God to restore it I didn't say it'd be over I didn't say you'd forget I didn't say you wouldn't have the scar I said can he restore and remember, it might be the kind of restoration that goes on behind the scenes on the computer. All you see is a little wavy line, but you can't really see what he's doing because it's behind the scenes. He's doing something down on the inside of you and I. He restores. He repays. He does something on the inside. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this beautiful message. Restore. As we go into the specific words you have for us, the prophetic word. In a time when prophecy and prophetic and prophets and all of that is just blown all out as though there's no real. But we have the faith to believe you and we trust you. And just like you led us to verb in love, make it a verb. So we ask you to take us into restore on your terms the way you want. And I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice and you're saying, Bishop, will you pray for me? I need an area of restoration. And this message 
while it affected me, I'm not trying. I, the Lord, I'm not trying to hear this. I'm just not trying to hear it, Pastor. I'm not trying to hear it, Bishop. It isn't that I don't love, I don't care, but it's just too deep and I'd just rather not. I'd rather not. I'd rather just let the Lord just let me go my way. And I'm here to challenge you say, can I pray with you about that so that you can make yourself open to his restoring you? Can he restore you? Now, Lord, I don't know how to do this. I guess you could put a little thing up on there. Or if you don't want anybody to see it, then hit me up in the chat. Take a few minutes now and just hit me up in the chat. Just return, pray for me. I, I, I need prayer about, about this. I, I got some pain. I, 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 I got some wounds. I got that word restore. Could you do something? I want God to do it, but I'm not sure he will. And I don't want to go. I'm, I'm glad that you resisted because it will be a process. When he restores a piece of artwork, they got to scrape off all that dust and dirt before they can renew and revive the cracked places in the in the paint, in the in the um, what do you call it? The cracked places in the painting because the acrylic, it, it, it has dimension and dust and dirt go down inside the cracks of the paint. So they have to be restored. Oh, glory, God. See, refreshed. You have to go down in there. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all this. I'm getting some real, real, real ones. Real, real. Hit me up. Hit me up. Pastor, you hear me using that? Just trying to be all hip. Okay, I'm going to stop. Please put in chat what you would like to have me pray for. Hit me up. Now, nah, Bishop, go and hit me up. It sounded good. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think Sister Symphony taught me that. I don't know. All right, I'm going to pray now, Heavenly Father. Before I begin to pray, I, I just want to thank you for Zaina and what you allowed her to do, and my friend Jada, what you allowed them to do. I'm asking you to restore to them the time, effort, and energy that went out of them as they got ready to do this with everything else they had to do. If there's any weariness on them and any 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 feeling worn out, I want to ask you to restore them, renew them, revive them in their rest tonight. And I thank you for doing touch their finances, Lord. Bring I want you to yeast, yeast Zana's finances, Lord, and give her an increase. Thank you for doing it, Lord. Bless Zuri and um, Nate. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, Father, I want to lift up those areas because the things that have been put to me in chat, which you already know. I'm holding you to it, Lord Jesus, that you will bind up the brokenhearted and that you will restore. Cause I'm getting ready to go into the second part of this and I'm getting ready to say something about some pretty heavy duty, rough things that you allow to happen because of the way you you were dealing with your people and their lack of faith. And I don't want to get it mixed up that the pain that those who have written to me have, have told me, it has anything to do with them. It's something they did wrong. They're willing for you to restore them. They're willing to even be in the process, but what do they do? What do they still, how do they manage? Thank you, Lord. And the Lord says, you cling to me. You call my name, you say my name, you call my name, you yell it out, you whisper it, you cry, but you call my name. 
Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And that pain in the restoration process will yield and bow to the anointing that the shepherd has put on you. So, Father, I thank you for those who told me what to pray about. I've got it. And I will call it. And I thank you, Lord God, for touching them, for healing them, for restoring them. What was lost in battle? taken unlawful. The enemy has planted seeds of bitterness around that, seeds of against yourself, unforgiveness of yourself and the situation, but you're going to restore that too. And I thank you. You're going to change that ground. It's going to be better than they ever thought it could be. Oh, hallelujah. 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 And I got a really tough one because of that area of forgiveness. And I, I don't know, Lord, what do I, how do I lift that up so that it's settled forever in heaven and they get a sense that they're getting ready to get an answer to this thing, staying on your word, because your word is, is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay. And so, Father, please anoint me to share the rest of this word for agape, just the way you want it. And thank you for the courage that those who hit me up in the chat were able to express in response to this word. And those who didn't put it in the chat, but talking to you directly, I stand in agreement with their prayer to you for their healing. Lord, can I just ask you, is it possible for us to get in on this? I'm doing emotional, but can we get in on this, those of us that need the physical healing? Please let me know. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And amen. And so now, were there any questions before I move on? Good. Satisfied? Did you have enough to eat? I didn't try to give you a lot, but I think the quality was, was tasty. <laughs> Sim said, yeah, okay, thank you. And so now let us move on to the word for agape. Now agape. Do not shoot the messenger, okay? Okay. Y'all still like Bishop Churn? Bishop Churn like you. All right. Here we go. Oh, Lord. Well, first, let me read the introduction. The introduction is found in Joel chapter 2. Let me introduce. To introduce our word. Our word is restored. What happened? I don't know. Agape, I'm gone. Bishop, we can hear you. We can see you. You can see me, but I some I touched something and I'm maybe it's I'm not maybe it's refreshing. Is my is my computer refreshing itself? <laughs> I don't understand that. Bishop, Lord, we can see yeah. you when you talk. We can see you. And we can you can hear see you. me. And, and can we hear can you. Okay. You. Okay, that's fine. I my screen is not with you, and I'm just going to I need to be in um in Zoom because I have something I want to share. But let me give you your scripture in in, in Joel chapter two, and it says this Joel 2 25 uh, 26. I will repay you. For the years the locusts have eaten, mm. 
the great locust and the young locust, the other locust and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Now, you know, you remember that God used armies and different things to chastise the children of Israel based on their behavior and different things that they did. Um, he, he, he did different, use different things to, to teach, you know, object lessons. So I'm hoping that I can share my screen with you and share a little something regarding uh, the locust. Okay. Bishop, could you give that scripture reference, Joel 2? Chapter 2, 25 and 26. 25 and 26. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. You know what to do when we show a video. So. Okay, did I click on the share? It says I'm pre screen sharing. Oh. Oh, I better make a um, disclaimer. If you don't like to see bugs, you might want to look away, but it's not too bad. There is no other species on the planet that responds as quickly and as dramatically to the good times as the desert locust. Eggs that have remained in the ground for 20 years begin to hatch. The young locusts are known as hoppers, for at this stage they're flightless. They find new feeding grounds by following the smell of sprouting grass. Normally, it takes four weeks for hoppers to become adults. But when the conditions are right, as now, their development switches to the fast track. As the vegetation in one place begins to run out, the winged adults release pheromones, scent messages, which tell others in the group that they must move on. And when groups merge, they form a swarm. An adult 
locust eats its entire body weight every day and a whole swarm can consume literally hundreds of tons of vegetation. They have to keep on moving. The swarm travels with the wind. It's the most energy-saving way of flying. Following the flow of wind means that they're always heading toward areas of low pressure, places where wind meets rain and vegetation starts to grow. As they fly, swarms join up with other swarms to form gigantic plagues several billion strong and as much as 40 miles wide. They will consume every edible thing that lies in their path. This is one of planet Earth's greatest spectacles. It's rarely seen on this scale and it won't last long. Once the food has gone, the steady roar of a billion beating locust wings will once again be replaced by nothing more than the sound of the desert wind. Scripture, Hebrews, chapter 3. Um, before I go, before I go there, what I really thought was interesting when I, when I selected that, I didn't realize I had all of the, all of the types of locusts that the Lord mentioned, all of them were in that video, the young one, the adult one, and then the swarm, where it says uh, the great locust, the young locust, the other locust, and then the locust swarm. Now, when, when God was sharing that, it had to do with the fact there was a Messiah coming who was going to restore to them so many different things that they have experienced as a people. And you know how the, the Jews are being treated. But what I have for you today, the thought that I have for you today, Agape, the emphasis on restore for our church family is a four-letter word spelled R-E-S. And instead of it being R-E-S-P-E-C-T, it is R-E-S-T as in Tom. God wants us to rest. Rest is an important part of being restored. Rest, that's the word for agape. And the only one that he gave me, and I'm going to use you deep, the only one that he gave me a specific word about, an example, was Deacon Dixon. Because he knows that I believe the Lord wants Deacon Dixon to be very wealthy and that he is, you know, he's to 
be an architect. He used to have his bills taken care of, school bills. I just had all these things that I've been believing God that he's going to do for Deacon Dixon. And the Lord said, when you tell Deacon Dixon to rest, he has to rest from anybody's idea of what they think he should do. He has to rest from thoughts that tell him, well, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And I, I just wanted to be specific about that because I'm specific about how I pray for you. And I've been standing for years for certain things for your wealth. I knew it's not up to me, but sometimes when a person such as myself, loving, caring, suggesting, you don't realize that you're putting pressure on a person that somehow I got to figure out. I'm not saying he's doing that. I'm just saying to you that when you find yourself in a position to think, compare yourself, buy yourself, and feel like you're coming up short to what you think you should be, you need to take a rest from that. So that was the only specific word I got when, when I was doing this. Now, the word rest. Okay, this is where I asked you, do you, do you love me? Because there is something in Exodus chapter 16 that God gave to Moses to give to the children of Israel. It begins with an, with an S. He talked to them about the fact you can work for six days, but on the seventh day, what are you supposed to do? Sabbath. Rest. Sabbath. Rest. You're supposed to rest on the seventh rest. day. The Lord wants us to practice a day of rest. Literally, and figuratively. Now, you, I'm just going to say it, y'all. Y'all got to deal with it. Each day, you need to find a Sabbath moment. Each day, you need to find a moment of rest. Now, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that that's what I have to tell you. Rest on so many levels is for us. And the rest of the Sabbath is very important to us as a church that um, you have to have a Sabbath. You have to have a day when you're not working, about work, you're not doing work. You have to have a day when you step back. Because I think that some the example I want to give the locusts, they're not, they're not armies in the way that God sent armies to deal with the children of Israel. They are the thoughts that plague us morning, noon, and night. How many times have your, have your thoughts been everywhere? Your mind is all over the place. Even when you lay down at night and you're getting ready to rest, you're finishing out the day and planning on tomorrow, and you sometimes fall asleep before you finish doing any of that. And so the locusts that are coming, the young locusts are, are just those little thoughts, just a little sign, something you were thinking about. But then the bit the older locusts, they come with an experience, an interaction of some kind with someone. And don't don't let the past be around. Here's what the Lord is saying to you, Agape. I mean, past pains and hurts or mistakes, or because you know you're thinking. So you start thinking all that, and then you got people, and then you got stuff, and the locusts start eating up all the joy, eating up all your peace, eating up all that your rest that you're trying to have, you're not, it's eating up your rest because you're busy thinking. And I know we use the scripture, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That's a pattern of follow his character. When I'm talking about a specific, you need a way to deal with this. Here's what the Lord gave me to say to you. 
Rest is the remedy for the locusts you deal with all week. Rest is the remedy for the locusts you deal with all week. Because rest, being restored, you will be revived, brought back to life. If you're, if you're raggedy, broken, shredded, you'll be repaired. That's rest restoration. They used to say in, in, in early, in Elizabethan times, let us repair to the drawing room. Meaning we finished eating and talking. Now let's go to another place from here. We're not dealing with this. Do you know the Lord will help you in your thoughts? I'm not dealing with the pain of the past. I'm going to repair to another place of joy, of peace, a funny movie, music I like a telephone conversation, but not with somebody that's going to drag you down, somebody that's going to lift you up. Are you with me? Am I clear? Or do you have any questions? The Lord wants you to rest. Now, I want to just draw a line under it since you already, you have your message. You know what, what he wants. I won't preach it. I'm just going to tell you. In, in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, really chapter three, I'll start with chapter three. In chapter three, around 18th and 19 Hebrews, it's Hebrews chapter three and chapter four. In Hebrews three, the writer is telling the church, there were people who were in the desert that God was taking care of, that he was watching over, and God had a rest for them. He had a place of blessing for them, but that's what a rest is. Just like the psalmist restores the shepherd, God had a place for them and they couldn't go. Why couldn't they go? Because of their attitude and most importantly, because they didn't have the faith to believe God to take care of them. And if you keep on fighting your own battles in your head and you keep on trying to run without any restoration, just keep dogging yourself out with activity, and thoughts while you go here and there doing this and that. You do that every single day. Plus, plus you do it all week. And you squeeze in a little bit of time because you come to church and you might have a meal, but you back to the drawing board in your head. You're dogging yourself out and you don't need to. And it doesn't help you in your faith walk because you're not allowing God to, you're not spending any time where he can just talk to you. Because you know what? I used to get on the phone and call somebody and pray for him. Let's pray about this. The Lord seems like he's speaking to me. And I, let's pray about this when I need to be still and know. Shh, rest. The children of Israel died out in the wilderness. That generation didn't go in because they didn't have the faith to believe God. What does Hebrews 11, 6 says? But without faith, it is impossible to please him because he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We've sought him for the restoring that we're looking for, that he says, I will restore. We've asked him to restore. And you have to be agreeable to the process when he lets you know, this is part of how I'm restoring you. Or he'll let you know. But your day-to-day -day activities, you need a word to help you get through every day. And your day-to-day -day activities, they wear you down. You have to have a minute to rest. I don't know how long you're going to give yourself, but you got 
got to take a moment. You've got to listen to a song. You've got to do something that steps you away from everything you're dealing with in that day. I know you have a routine. And I'm telling you, just because you do a little something, sing a song and do something while you're doing another test. That's not rest. I'm talking about step away. Please step away from the activity. Just, just take a moment. They have videos on YouTube. Look at a calm video for 10 seconds or a minute or however it is. Or, 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 or listen to your scripture, whatever you want to do. But agape, God wants us to rest. Our scripture pastor is Psalm 23. That's our scripture for the year. And I've got something else to say. And then I'll wrap it up. That something else I have to say comes from Psalm 51. For those of you that have gotten worn out in your Christian walk, when David was lamenting, he said, restore to me the joy of my salvation. If you don't have the joy you had when you first got saved, you need to rest and have that joy restored to you. So you, you, you can run through a troop and leap, and leap over a wall. You're going to this this year, we're going to explore and find out how to rest. And it's going to be different from each of you. And I'm telling you, adding it to something you're already doing is not rest. If you rest, it will be the remedy for the locust you deal with all week. And, and here's where I want to end it. Hebrews 4.12 tells us the word of God is what? Alive, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It will be that that will help you deal with the things that come to steal your rest because everything is going to come steal it. We will we do it with our old habits. It, it, it's just everything. I'm not going to, no, I don't want to wear you out. Please, when you read Hebrews 3 and 4, you see, the writer makes it very clear. They couldn't go in because they didn't believe. They couldn't go in. I'm not talking about your faith being strong enough. I'm talking about you acting, saying you believe God, but acting like you don't. Your behavior says, I I, I, I got to do this. I know that, see, see, they say, Lord, but see, I got to pay these bills. You better start resting in how you're handling that money. And I trust me in this. No, don't trust me. Trust him in this. If you spend that time in resting. See, looking at something nice on TV is not rest. Letting those thoughts come and watching God show you how to cut them down with the word of God. That's rest. Be still. TV's not rest. Not saying that in your moment of rest, you might not want to look at something that rests you or listen to the reading of a story. That's your daily rest. I'm talking about the Sabbath rest. They're two different things. Your day-to-day -day step back just to replenish yourself is different from your whole day. I did everything yesterday because I'm not shopping today. Amen? Question mark. Amen. Amen. Exclamation so, point. So, Bishop, the word you started yes. off with restore. Yes. But 
the word for agape is rest. No. The okay. word for the year for agape is restore. Okay. In that restoration, agape has to rest. That's the emphasis in that word for restore. us. Restore. Okay. Thank you. Yes, it's restore, but it will take rest for us to enjoy the kind of restoration the Lord wants to give us individually and collectively. Okay. Collectively is our mind being on restoration. There'll be some areas in our life we're saying, you know, as a church, different ones have different areas of restoration, but specifically and individually, we have to rest because apparently we're not. Otherwise, we wouldn't be being told to. Hebrews 3 and 4. Is that clearer? Yes. The word is restore. But yes. to get to that, we must rest. Within that restore is rest. Yes. And our scripture is Psalm 23. The entire Psalm. Yes, yes. but Pastor, um, you you look it over and see how you feel. You may choose something else. Psalm 23 it is. Because all the things that restoration will give you is in Psalm 23. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> New Year. In your Happy hands. New Year. Happy New Year.